Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Clothes Show. Today is Thursday, May 9th. My name is Angela. And tonight, I'm all by myself, but that's okay, because I had a great idea. Well, I think it's a great idea. We'll see if it's a great idea. I am going to read a stack of children's books to you, ones that are cute and funny and that I think you might like, um, and you've probably heard of, but maybe they were never read to you, um, or you have considered reading it to your kids, and maybe this will help you decide if you want to get it or not. Um, so, there... <laughs> There's the lower third down there, but okay. So as most of you know, The Faux Show is not a real show. It is a social experience because I don't look at you. I look at the chat room, which I have here on my iPad. It's over there on a monitor where I can see myself. Uh, it's on this monitor as well, but it is in the best lower third right here. Right down there. This is episode 139, which is, you know, really close to 150, which is crazy. And... Okay, Dark and Draco asks if I have green eggs and ham. I don't, but I do have a couple other Dr. Seuss books that I like more. Actually, yeah, three, I think. So, nope, four. Anyway, uh, without further ado, the first book I am going to read, and then just so you know, well, first of all, anything with green, like this hat, is going to key out because we use a green screen, and, um, well, it just can't account for that. And that's why we never wear green on our shows because we can't uh, we'll just blend into the background so there will be green in these books and you won't be able to see it but thankfully there's some audio listeners and that won't matter because you're not watching anyway but anyway first book I'm going to read is the Berenstein Bears old hat new hat and um, every book that I read tonight is in the show notes which you can find on jupiterbroadcasting.com go to faux show and find the one that says story time that's the title of this episode and um, I have affiliated links. So if you do decide to buy a book and you use the link in the show notes, we will get uh, credit for that purchase without it costing you anything additional. So, old hat, new hat. New hat, new hat, new hat, new hat. Too big. I know this is a small book, but um, bear with me. Too big, too small, too flat, too tall. Too loose, too tight, too heavy, too light. Too red, too dotty, too blue, too spotty. Too fancy, too frilly, too shiny, too silly. Too beady, too bumpy, too leafy, too lumpy, too twisty, too twirly, too wrinkly, too curly. Too holy, too patchy, too feathery, too scratchy, too crooked, too straight, too pointed. Wait! Just right. He ended up choosing his old hat <laughs> from page one. Uh, what's cool about this book is that it's a board book. It's also available in, in uh, hard, hard, hardback and paperback. But the board book is really neat because the kids can't rip the pages and whatever, and it's really durable. But also, um, it's really cute because kids like to memorize books as you read them to them because you read them every night. <laughs> and listening to Dylan say, too fancy, too frilly, too shiny, too silly, all of those words are really hard for a toddler to read or to, to say, but it's really cute listening to them try. So that is the first book. Oh, good. We've got people grabbing blankets and pillows. <laughs> Can I have a drink of water? Yeah. The next book is green. See that? That's actually kind of cool. If I hold it in front of me, you can see the background. See that? Kind of cool, huh? Anyway, The Foot Book by Dr. Seuss is the next one. 
<laughs> I already put your one-year-old to sleep. Awesome. <laughs> and I, I, I read these as, well, I think so far, the same way I read them to my kids. So um, left foot, left foot, right foot, right. Feet in the day, feet in the night. Wet foot, dry foot, low foot, high foot. Front feet, back feet, 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 feet. How many different feet you meet? Slow feet, quick feet. Well feet, sick feet. Small feet, big feet. Here come pig feet. His feet, her feet, fuzzy fur feet. In the house and on the street, how many different feet you meet? Just a foot, uh, a foot, a book about foot, feet. <laughs> All right, those are the two little pocket books that I have. Um, the next one is a, a full-fledged, bigger book. It's called I Love You, Stinky Face. Now, the thing about my book collection is that a lot of them just came from the local thrift store. They have a deal, buy four, get one free. And, um, and so for, you know, like three or four dollars, I can take home five books easily. And um, as long as they're in good condition, and I pre-read them at the store because sometimes they say weird things that you just don't want to read to your kid. Um, uh, anyway, just make sure. All right. Already reading to my bump. Yep, I've got a pretty big bump too. All right, so I love you, my wonderful child, said Mama as she tucked me in. But I had a question. There's a lot of green. Oh, it's not keying out too bad. Um, Mama, what if I were a big scary ape? Would you still love me then? If you were a big scary ape, I would comb your whole hairy self to make sure you didn't have any tangles. And I would make your birthday cake out of bananas. And I would tell you, I love you, my big scary ape. But mama, but mama, what if I were a super smelly skunk and I smelled so bad that my name was Stinky Face? Then I would give you a bath and sprinkle you with sweet-smelling powder. And if you still smelled bad, I wouldn't mind. And I would hug you tight and whisper in your ear, I love you, Stinky Face. But mama, but mama, what if I were an alligator with big, sharp teeth that could bite your head off? Then I would buy you a bigger toothbrush for your big teeth and make sure that you brush them every night so they'd stay healthy and strong. And if you had a sore throat, I would stick my head right inside your enormous jaws to make sure you were okay. And I would say, I love you, my ferocious alligator. But mama, what if I were a terrible meat-eating dinosaur with razor-sharp claws that ripped my sheets to shreds every night while I slept? Then I would give you plenty of meat to eat if that's what you liked, and I would sew your sheets back together every day because, after all, ripping them would be an accident. And I would tuck you into your newly mended sheets every night and say, I love you, my sweet, terrible dinosaur. But mama, but mama, what if I were a swamp creature with slimy, smelly seaweed hanging from my body and I couldn't ever leave the swamp? And now this is one page where I don't finish the sentence because it's, um, and, I, and I couldn't ever leave the swamp or I would die. And I don't really care to listen or to explain to my four-year-old why it says, or I would die. Um, it's, it's just not necessary at this point. But anyway, um, then I would build a house right next to the swamp, and I would stay with you and care, care for you always. And when you splash to the surface, I would say, I love you, my slimy little swamp monster. But mama, but mama, what if I were a green alien from Mars and I ate bugs instead of peanut butter? Then I would dress you in colors that showed off your nice green skin, and I would pack your lunchbox with beetles and spiders and ants and grasshoppers and the tastiest bugs you ever had, and I would pack a note with all the bugs that said, I love you, little greenie. Bon appetit. But mama, but mama, what if I were a cyclops and I had just one big gigantic eye in the middle of my head? 
Then I would look right into your gigantic eye and say, I love you, my little Cyclops, and I would sing you a lullaby until your one gigantic eyelid got droopier and droopier, and it finally closed and you fell fast asleep. I love you, Mama, and I love you, my wonderful child. Good book. I love you, stinky face. I'm pretty sure that you can get that from, like, Scholastic, if, you're, if your kids are in school or daycare. They send those home. Um, let's see. So, yeah, Sophista Hicks says, um, don't use the D word. Yeah, I don't really care to. Um, and I am uh, seven months pregnant. Um, I'm due July 30th. So I've got a big belly hiding in this lower third. I don't know if you saw it in the pre-show. All right, the next book um, is apparently Compliments of Cheerios, says the inside. <laughs> it's called Click Clack Moo, Cows That Type. And I think you guys in particular, because you're a more technology savvy crowd, will get a kick out of this one. That's a lot of green. Okay, Farmer Brown has a problem. His cows like to type. All day long he hears, click clack moo, click clack moo, click to clack moo. At first he couldn't believe his ears. Cows that type? Impossible. Click clack moo, click clack moo, click to clack moo. Then he couldn't believe his eyes. There was a note on the door. Dear Farmer Brown, the barn is very cold at night. We'd like some electric blankets. Sincerely, the cows. <laughs> it was bad enough that the cows had found the old typewriter in the barn. Now they wanted electric blankets? No way, said, the farmer, said Farmer Brown. No electric blankets. So the cows went on strike. They left a note on the barn door. It read, sorry, we're closed. No milk today. No milk today, cried Farmer Brown. In the background, he heard the cows busy at work. Click, clack, moo, click, clack, moo, click, clack, moo. The next day, he got another note. Dear Farmer Brown, the hens are cold too. They'd like electric blankets. Sincerely, the cows. The cows were growing impatient with the farmer. They left a new note on the barn door. Closed. No milk, no eggs. No eggs, cried Farmer Brown. In the background, he heard them. Click, clack, moo. Click, clack, moo. Clickety, clack, moo. Cows that type? Hens on strike? Who ever heard of such a thing? How can I run a farm with no milk and no eggs? Farmer Brown was furious. Farmer Brown got out his own typewriter. Dear cows and hens, there will be no electric blankets. You are cows and hens. I demand milk and eggs. Sincerely, Farmer Brown. Duck was a neutral party. That's grass, by the way. It's blue because of the green. Anyway, um, Duck was a neutral party, so he brought the ultimatum to the cows. Another green page. Um, the, cows, the cows held an emergency meeting. All the animals gathered around the barn to snoop, but none of them could understand moo. All night long, Farmer Brown waited for an answer. Duck knocked on the door early next morning. He handed Farmer Brown a note. The note read, Dear Farmer Brown, we will exchange our typewriter for electric blankets. Leave them outside the barn door, and we will send Duck over with a typewriter. Sincerely, the cows. Farmer Brown decided this was a good deal. He left the blankets next to the barn door and waited for Duck to come with the typewriter. The next morning, he got a note. Dear Farmer Brown, the pond is quite boring. We'd like a diving board. Sincerely, the ducks. Click, clack, quack. Click, clack, quack. Clickety, clack, quack. And then the last page is the duck jumping in the water. So, that's a cute one. I hope you guys like that. 
Uh, let's see. Somebody says, we need to record you reading these books and introduce our kids to audiobooks. Well, you know, I think they have kids' audiobooks, and this is being recorded, so that works. All right, so the next book is In a People House. Uh, there's green on the cover. Um, this is one of Dylan's favorites. Come inside, Mr. Bird, said the mouse. I'll show you what there is in a people house. A people house has things like chairs, things like roller skates and stairs. What's cool about this book is that they can, you know, find where those items are that we're talking about as we go. Banana, bathtub, bottles, brooms. That's what you'll find in people's rooms. Okay, these are donuts. Here's a door. Come along, I'll show you more. Here's a ceiling. Here's a floor. Piano peanuts, popcorn pails, pencil paper, hammer nails. Salt and pepper, goldfish key, table, telephone, TV. Come on, come on, there's more to see. You'll see a kitchen sink in a people house, a shoe and a sock and a clock, said the mouse. Bread and butter, window wall, toothbrush, hairbrush, big blue ball. Baked beans, bureau drawers and books, lights and lamps and hats and hooks. Mirror marble, blah, blah, blah. mirror marbles, shirt and string, knife, fork, spoon, and bells to ring. Doll and dishes, teapot, trash, look out below, I'm going to crash. And another thing it's time you knew, a people house has people too. And now, Mr. Bird, you know, said the mouse, you know what there is in a people house. And here's what's uh, kind of confusing for Dylan. The, back, the, the final page is like just an illustration, but it's the same as the front. And so he said, did they go back in the house? Because <laughs> they were just being kicked out on the previous page. So, But still a very cute book and one that I enjoy. And it's, it's one of the Dr. Seuss that you don't uh, actually, it's, well, yeah, that doesn't tongue tie you too bad. Um, Dylan was naked, actually, completely naked. Yes. <laughs> He isn't always nude now, so that's just how it is. All right, um, so this next book is is really one of my favorites. It's called Isn't Pig Won't Naughty, and it's it's actually kind of a lame book, but I really like it. So, Mother Pig calls to the boys as they run out to play in the snow. Please dress warmly. I will, says Pig Will. He wears his jacket, boots, mittens, and hat. I won't, says Pig Won't. Isn't he naughty? Father Pig asks the boys to help him shovel the driveway. I will, says Pig Will. He builds a fort with the shoveled snow. I won't, says Pig Won't. Father asks him to put on his jacket. No, I won't, cried Pig Won't. I won't, I won't. In the mailbox, Pig Will finds an invitation to Huckle's birthday party. Pig Will will go, but Pig Won't won't go. He has caught a cold because he wouldn't dress warmly. He has to stay in bed instead. Pig Will brings Pig Won't a slice of birthday cake from the party. Isn't he nice? Will you eat some cake? asks Pig Will. Oh, why, yes, yes, I will, says Pig Won't. And I've decided that I won't say won't anymore. I promise I, um, won't. So, nice little cuteness there. I'm sure some of you guys are in climates where you never get snow or you're in Washington. We got no snow this year, practically. Um, all right, so the next book is, uh, I actually haven't read it too much. Yeah, uh, so it's called Everybody Poops. No, it's called Everyone Poops. And you know, I'm no stranger to talking about you know <laughs> topics such as poop. All right, so here's what this book is all about: an elephant makes a big poop, and a mouse makes a tiny poop. A one-hump camel makes a one-hump poop, and a two-hump camel makes a two-hump poop. 
Only kidding. And as you can, I don't know if you guys can see because it's kind of small, but there's poop on every page. Fish poop, and so do birds and bugs too. Different animals make different kinds of poop, different shapes, different colors, even different smells. Which end is the snake's behind? Dylan, Dylan already knows. What does whale poop look like? They don't show you, so that'll, that'll remain a question. Some stop to poop. Others do it on the move. I'm not sure why my kid would need to know that, but okay. Some poop here and there. Others do it in a special place. Grown-ups poop, children poop. While some children poop on the potty, others poop in their diapers. Some animals poop and pay no attention. Others clean up after themselves. These poop by the water. This one does it in the water. He wipes himself with paper and then flushes it down. All living things eat, so everyone poops. And that's what that book is about. I'm sure everybody's heard of the book, but not everybody's been read the book. All right. This is one. There's a warning. Take it slowly. This book is dangerous. And, yep, that's keying out a little bit. But thankfully not every page is yellow. I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. Okay. This is called Fox and Socks. So this is one of the rhyming books, but I think I'm pretty good at it at this point. So we're going to do it. <laughs> a book about poop, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, fox, socks, box, knocks. Knocks in box, fox in socks. Knocks on fox and socks in box. Socks on knocks and knocks in box, fox in socks on box on knocks. Chicks with bricks come, chicks with blocks come, chicks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir, let's do tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks with chicks and clocks, sir. First, I'll make a quick trick brick stack, then I'll make a quick trick block stack. You can make a quick trick chick stack, you can make a quick trick clock stack. And here's a new trick, Mr. Knox. Socks on chicks and chicks on fox. Fox on clocks on bricks and blocks. Bricks and blocks on knocks on box. Now we come to ticks and talks, sir. Try to say this, Mr. Knox, sir. Clocks on fox tick. Clocks on knocks talk. Sick, sick, bricks tick. Sick, sick, chicks talk. Please, sir, I don't like this trick, sir. My tongue isn't quick or slick, sir. I get all those ticks and clocks, sir, mixed up with those chicks and talks, sir. I can't do it, Mr. Fox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Knox, sir. Here's an easy game to play. Here's an easy thing to say. New socks, two socks, who socks, sue socks. Who sews, who socks, sue sews, sue socks. Who sees, who sews, so, yeah, it got me. Who sees, who sew, who's new socks, sir. You see, sue sews, yep. I hate the S's. You see, sue so sue's new socks, sir. That's not easy, Mr. Fox, sir. Who comes, crow comes, slow Joe crow comes. Who sews, crow's clothes, sue sews, crow's clothes. Slow Joe Crow sews whose clothes? Sue's clothes. Sue sews socks of fox in socks now. Slow Joe Crow sews knocks in box now. Sue sews rose on Slow Joe Crow's clothes. Fox sews hose on Slow Joe Crow's nose. Hose goes, rose grows, nose hose goes some. Crow's rose grows some. Mr. Fox, I hate this game, sir. This game makes my tongue quite lame, sir. Mr. Knox, sir, what a shame, sir. We'll find something new to do now. Here's lots of new blue goo now. New goo, blue goo, gooey, gooey, blue goo, new goo, gluey, gluey. 
Gooey goo for chewy chewing. That's what this goo goose is doing. Um, do you choose to chew goo too, sir? If, sir, you, sir, choose to choose, sir. With the goo goose, chew, sir, do, sir. Mr. Foxer, I won't do it. I can't say it. I won't chew it. Very well, very well, sir. Step this way. We'll find another game to play. Bim comes. Ben comes. Bim brings Ben broom. Ben brings Bim broom. You know what? And these sentences don't even make sense. Sentence. I can't even say sentences. Um, ben bends Bim's brooms. Bim bends Ben's broom. Bim bends Ben's bends. Ben's bent broom breaks. Bim's bent broom breaks. Ben's band. Bim's band. Big band. Pig bands. Bim and Ben. Bim and Ben lead bands with brooms. Ben's band bangs and Bim's band booms. Pig band, boom band, big band, broom band. My poor mouth can't say that. No, sir. My poor mouth is much too slow, sir. Well, then, bring your mouth this way. I'll find it something it can say. Luke, Luke Luck likes lakes. Luke's duck likes lakes. Luke Luck licks lakes. Luke's duck licks lakes. Duck takes licks in lakes. Luke Luck likes. Luke Luck takes licks in lakes. Duck likes. I can't blab such blibber blubber. My tongue isn't made of rubber. Mr. Knox, now, come now. Come now, you don't have to be so dumb now. Try to say this, Mr. Knox, please. Through three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. While these fleas flew, freezy breeze blew. Freezy breeze made these three trees freeze. Freezy trees made these trees cheese freeze. That's what made these three free, three free fleas sneeze. Stop it, stop it, that's enough, sir. I can't say such silly stuff, sir. Very well then, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's have a little talk about Tweedlebeetles. Which doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what do you know about Tweedlebeetles? Well, when Tweedlebeetles fight, it's called a Tweedlebeetle battle. And when they battle in a puddle, it's a Tweedlebeetle puddle battle. And when Tweedlebeetles battle with paddles in a puddle, they call it a Tweedlebeetle puddle paddle battle. And... When beetles battles, when beetles battle beetles in a puddle paddle battle, and the beetle battle puddle is a puddle in a bottle, they call this a tweedle beetle bottle puddle paddle battle muddle. And when beetles fight these battles in a bottle with their paddles, and the bottles on a poodle, and the poodles eating noodles, they call this a muddle puddle tweedle poodle beetle noodle bottle paddle battle. And now wait a minute, Mister Socks Fox. When a fox is in a bottle where the Tweedle Beetles battle with their paddles in a puddle on a noodle-eating poodle, this is what they call a Tweedle Beetle Noodle Poodle Bottled Paddled Muddled Duddled Fuddled Waddled Fox and Socks, sir. Fox and Socks, our game is done, sir. Thank you for a lot of fun, sir. Did you survive that? Was that annoying? That might have been annoying. It annoys Chris every time I read it, but Dylan really likes it, so. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I see a couple impressed in there. Yep. And somebody did the Sally Sells seashell sitting by the seashore. All right. Um, the next book is uh, Just Go to Bed. It's not go, to, go the F to Bed like, you know, somebody suggested earlier. But all right. I'm a cowboy and I round up cows. I can lasso anything. Dad says it's time for the cowboy to come inside and get ready for bed. I'm a general, and I have to stop the enemy army with my tank, Dad says. It's time for the general to take a bath. I'm a space cadet, and I zoom to the moon. I capture the robot with my ray gun. 
dad says, This giant robot has captured the space cadet and is going to put him in the bathtub right now. I'm a sea monster attacking a ship. Dad says, It's time for that sea monster to have a snack. I'm a zookeeper feeding my hungry animals. Dad says, Feeding time is over. Here's the zookeeper's pajamas. I'm a super critter flying over the city. I'm a train engineer being chased by bandits. Um, Dad says, the bandit, the bandit chief has caught you, so put on your pajamas. But I'm a race car driver, and I just speed away. Dad says, the race is over now. Put on these pajamas and go to bed. I'm a bunny hopping around my garden. Dad says, just go to bed. But I'm a bunny, and bunnies don't sleep in a bed. Mom says, shh. Dad says, go to sleep. Well, maybe a tired bunny could sleep in a bed just this once. <laughs> All right. This one is ridiculous. I almost didn't include it, but it, it's interesting. All right. It's called, There Was a Coyote Who Swallowed a Flea. You guys will never guess what he eats in the end. It's not a flea. He eats that at the beginning. There was a coyote. Now, the cool thing about this page or this book is that it's, it's got it has really good anim or um, illustrations. Keeps the kids' attention. Um, there was a coyote who swallowed a flea, plucked from his knee that tickly flea, yippio kai. There was a coyote who swallowed a lizard. It slipped and it slithered right down to his gizzard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea, plucked from his knee that tickly flea, yippee kai There was a coyote who swallowed a snake. It tasted like steak, that rattling snake. Uh, he swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea, plucked from his knee that tickly flea, yippee kai so this black, uh, this is the, the coyote's stomach, everything that's being swallowed. There was a coyote who swallowed a bird. That's what I heard. He swallowed a bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. yippee kai There was a coyote who swallowed a chili. Call him silly to swallow a chili. He swallowed the chili to season the bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. yippee kai There was a coyote who swallowed a cactus. It takes a lot of practice to swallow a cactus. He swallowed the cactus to go with the chili. He swallowed the chili to season the bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. yippee kai His stomach has got to be getting big by now. There was a coyote who swallowed a hat, a 10-gallon hat, in 10 seconds flat. He swallowed the hat right after the cactus. He swallowed the cactus to go with the chili. He swallowed the chili to season the bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. yippee kai There was a coyote who swallowed a boot. What a hoot to swallow a boot. He swallowed the boot to stomp the hat. To, uh, he swallowed the hat right after the cactus. He swallowed the cactus to go with the chili. He swallowed the chili to season the bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. yippee kai There was a coyote who swallowed a bull. As in like a, a cow bull. 
You'd think he was full after gulping that bowl. He swallowed the bowl to squash the boot. He swallowed the boot to stomp the hat. He swallowed the hat right after the cactus. He swallowed the cactus to go with the chili. He swallowed the chili to season the bird. He swallowed the bird to catch the snake. He swallowed the snake to catch the lizard. He swallowed the lizard to catch the flea. Plucked from his knee that tickly flea. Yippee-yo, Kai. There was a coyote that swallowed the moon. See how big his belly is now? Burp is breakfast soon. And that's the end of that book. All right. I have three books left. And they're all pretty decent books. And what are we at for time? We're doing good on time. Okay. So this one is Harold and the Purple Crayon. And um, this is another one that a lot of people hear about but never actually, like, read it. And I always heard about it as a kid, and my little sister had it, but I never read it until, um, well, until my little sister bought a copy for Dylan. <laughs> so here we go with Harold and the Purple Crayon. One evening, after thinking it over for some time, Harold decided to go for a walk in the moonlight. There wasn't any moon, and Harold needed a, a moon for a walk in the moonlight, and he needed something to walk on. He made a long straight path so he wouldn't get lost, and he set off on his walk taking his big purple crayon with him. But he didn't seem to be getting anywhere on the long straight path, so he left the path for a shortcut across a field, or across a field, and the moon went with him. The shortcut led right to where Harold thought a forest ought to be. He didn't want to get lost in the woods, so he made a very small forest with just one tree in it. It turned out to be an apple tree. The apples would be very tasty, Harold thought, when they got red. Which is kind of cute, because he only has a purple crayon. Um, so he put a frightening dragon under the tree to guard the apples. It was a terribly frightening dragon. It even frightened Harold. He backed away. His hand holding the purple crayon shook. Suddenly he realized what was happening, but by then Harold was over his head in an ocean. He came up thinking fast, and in no time he was climbing aboard a trim little boat. He quickly set sail, and the moon sailed along with him. After he had sailed long enough, Harold made land without much trouble. He stepped ashore on the beach, wondering where he was. The sandy beach reminded Harold of picnics, and the thought of picnics made him hungry, so he laid out a nice, simple picnic lunch. There was nothing but pie. <laughs> Great lunch. But there were all nine kinds of pie that Harold liked best. When Harold finished the picnic, there was quite a lot left. He hated to see so much delicious pie go to waste. So Harold left a very hungry moose and a deserving porcupine to finish it up. And off he went, looking for a hill to climb to see where he was. Harold knew that the higher up he went, the further he could see. So he decided to make the hill into a mountain. If he went high enough, he thought, he could see the window of his bedroom. He was tired, and he felt he ought to be going to bed. He hoped he could see his bedroom window from the top of the mountain. But as he looked down over the other side, he slipped, and there wasn't any other side of the mountain. He was falling in thin air. But luckily, he kept his wits and his purple crayon. He made a balloon, and he grabbed onto it. And he made a basket under the big balloon, and, uh, big enough for him to stand in. He had a fine view from the balloon, but he couldn't see his window. He couldn't even see a house. So he made a house with windows, and he landed the balloon on the grass in the front yard. None of the windows was his window, 
Oops. He tried to think of where his window ought to be. He made some more windows. He made a big building full of windows. He made lots of buildings full of windows. He made a whole city full of windows. But none of the windows was his window. He couldn't think of where it might be. He decided to ask a policeman. The policeman pointed the way Harold was going anyway, but Harold thanked him. And he walked along with the moon, wishing he was in his room and in bed. Then suddenly Harold remembered. He remembered where his bedroom window was when there was a moon. It was always right around the moon. And then Harold made his bed. He got in it and drew up the covers. Literally, pun intended. The purple crayon dropped on the floor and Harold dropped off to sleep. Cute, right? All right. Um, this next one is Pizza Pat, and it is very much uh, similar to the Coyote book, where it repeats, you know, the same thing. But it's it's really fun because we do um, word recognition with it. it. We say the same words over and over again enough that we can say, "Where is this word on this page?" with Dylan, and um, and he's able to identify it. So based on how it sounds and the letters and whatever. Um, so anyway, this is the, the cover pizza, Pat. This is Pat. This is the tray that Pat bought. This is the dough all stretchy and floppy that lay in the tray that Pat bought. Dylan loves pizza. So when I saw this at the thrift store, I had to buy it. This is the sauce all gooey and gloppy that covered the dough all stretchy and floppy that lay in the tray that Pat bought. These are the sausages, spicy and choppy, that sat on the sauce, all gooey and gloppy, that covered the dough, all stretchy and floppy, that lay in the tray that Pat bought. This is the cheese, all white and sloppy, that topped the sausages, spicy and choppy, that sat on the sauce, all gooey and gloppy, that covered the dough, all stretchy and floppy, that lay in the tray that Pat bought. This is the oven, 800 degrees, that cooked the pizza and melted the cheese, that topped the sausages, spicy and choppy, that sat on the sauce, all gooey and gloppy, that covered the dough all stretchy and floppy that lay in the tray that Pat bought. This is the pizza all cooked and chewy, all spicy and sloppy and gloppy and gooey. These are the mice, their friends and their cousins, mice from the neighborhood, mice by the dozens. They stole the pizza all cooked and chewy and spicy and sloppy and gloppy and gooey. It came from the oven 800 degrees that cooked the pizza and melted the cheese that topped the sausages spicy and choppy that sat on the sauce all gooey and gloppy that covered the dough all stretchy and floppy that lay in the tray that Pat bought. This is the tray that Pat bought. This is Pat. Poor Pat. So the poor Pat page shows um, him crying. And then the next page is all the mice with the with ginormous bellies because they ate the whole pizza. So that is cute. And we are to the last book. Oh, yeah, we should have done that book during the pizza show. All right, it's another <clears throat> little critter's book called Just For You, and, and this one is so cute. This morning I wanted to make breakfast just for you, but the eggs were too slippery. He ended up dropping all the eggs. I wanted to wash the floor just for you, but the soap was too bubbly. Suds everywhere. I wanted to put away the dishes just for you, but the floor was too wet. Broken dishes. I wanted to carry the groceries just for you, but the bag broke. I ate my sandwich just for you, but not my crusts. That's my kind of kid. <laughs> I wanted to take a nap just for you, but the bed was too bouncy. 
I wanted to mow the lawn just for you, but I was too little. I picked an apple just for you, but on the way home I got hungry. <laughs> I wanted to set the table just for you, but the TV was too loud. I think this one's my favorite. I wanted to not splash in my bath just for you, but there was a storm. I wanted to do something very special just for you. And I did it. And what it is is he gave his mom a hug. So anyway, so those are some of my favorite books to read um, to my kids. And I hope I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's a it's definitely a different type of faux show, but um, kind of cool. And uh, I mean, really, what other podcast makers are reading children's books to you? <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, let's see. So, yeah, the show notes have a link to all the books except for two of them. I couldn't find them on Amazon or actually Pizza Pat is on Amazon, but for $30. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why that is. So um, I didn't link it because that's just a ripoff. But all the other ones are affiliate affiliate linked and um yeah, the full show is live on Thursdays at 8 p.m. and um, let's see at jblive.tv, and you can email me using the contact form on jupiterbroadcasting.com to let me know about um, show suggestions or if you just want to tell me something. So that is it for this episode of the Faux Show. We will see you next week. Don't forget, you can catch recent episodes of the Faux Show on jupiterbroadcasting.com/faux-show. Also, get them on demand in the iTunes Store. Search for Faux Show. Hello to the show. Hello to show. <laughs> um, Where's Daddy? Daddy was in.